Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Brian Reckworth, who is Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Bilingual Marketing Group. Today we will discuss the Hispanic home buyer market online. Brian is also Co-Founder of Bilingual Marketing Group, a real estate media company that operates the Viva Real Network. Brian founded Gold Connect in 2004, a company focused on providing bilingual web solutions and translation services to real estate professionals targeting the United States Hispanic market. He recently wrote an ebook in English and Spanish about blogging for the Hispanic real estate market. Over the last decade, Brian has spent five years living, working, and studying in various countries, including Mexico, Costa Rica, Colombia, Portugal, Spain, and Argentina. In addition to English, he speaks Spanish and Portuguese. He and his wife live a charmed life, half the year in Northern California and the other half in Bogota, Colombia. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great to be here. Tell us a little bit, if you would, before we get into the specifics of the Hispanic home buyer market online. Let's talk a little bit about the online market for real estate and what is going on. This, only a few years ago, nobody even thought about going online for real estate. What has happened and, and what is the state of that market today? Well, you know, Elena, you know, we look back to the kind of the turn of the century here, uh, the dot-com, you know, era and, uh, you know, the, the boom. And, you know, people thought that the Internet was actually going to replace a real estate professional. Now, obviously, that hasn't happened uh, real, you know, internet actually is just kind of fortifies and helps real estate professionals leverage their business business through the internet. But you know what we've seen over the last seven or eight years is just a tremendous increase in people beginning their home buying search on the internet. According to the National Association of Realtors, 84% of home buyers start their search online. So instead of picking up a magazine, uh, you know, newspaper. People are looking for more rich media, uh, pictures, virtual tours, and so the internet has really played a, a major role in in connecting buyers with their agents and their potential home. So it's been quite impressive the changes. You mentioned that eighty percent of realtors start their search online. Well, I'm, actually, I'm sorry, eighty-four percent of home buyers 84%. begin their search on begin their search for a home on the internet. So whether that's going to Google uh, and searching for you know property in their local area, or going directly to a website, uh, that's you know that's definitely uh, kind of taking uh, the cake in terms of you know where people are beginning their search for a property or a mortgage or anything you know related to real estate. Uh, so it's it's definitely replacing kind of the traditional media, um, you know, of, of newspapers, radio. A lot of this shift of advertising dollars is. You know, in last year, there was $11 billion spent uh, in real estate advertising. Uh, and then this, you know, this, this year, uh, it's actually down a little bit due to the, you know, the, kind of the, the real estate problems we've had. But, uh, you know, online, it's, it's actually increased by 26%, whereas these offline mediums have, you know, have dropped significantly. Um, and a lot of these major companies like Century 21, Coldwell Banker, they're kind of slashing their print advertising and shifting those dollars online because they're more accountable and, you know, it's just where people, where the home buyers are these days. 
What percent of the home buyers, you just mentioned 84% of home buyers start their searches online. What percent of home buyers would you say rely on realtors or others who work in the business in their process? That's the funny thing is that people, you know, back, I, you know, as I said in the kind of the early 2000, people thought it was going to replace real estate professionals. It's actually done quite the opposite. It's kind of made real estate professionals even more important in the process. And those real estate professionals that, are, that understand how to harness the Internet and leverage kind of the reach of the Internet have really used it to benefit their business. So you'd think that, you know, maybe like the travel industry, there's, it's kind of been, you know, the travel agents have been more cut out of the industry, but it's actually kind of strengthened the real estate professionals, um, you know, as part of the process, and they serve to help kind of navigate the waters of the Internet. Um, but that truly, you know, definitely people are beginning their search online, and ultimately they're connecting with the professional once they begin their, their home buying search, um, you know, through the Internet. So it's actually not replacing by any means, and it's kind of, you know, th those professionals that understand the importance of the Internet have really used it to build their business. Do we have any idea what percentage of home buyers and sellers rely hire a realtor to assist them? You know, I, w I would say it's, it's upwards in the 80, high 80%, uh, you know, 90% of home buyers actually use a real estate professional. Uh, the for sale by owner market is much smaller here in the United States uh, than, you know, than it is in other countries. And so real estate professionals, you know, a lot of most consumers depend on a real estate professional to, to help navigate through that process, um, you know, the mortgage process through the, the real estate process, whether it's an, a real estate agent uh, or a loan officer. So those, you know, those, those, those consumers that are out there, um, you know, they're, most of them, almost all of them are using a real estate agent in the process. I don't have an exact number, but it's up in the, the 80 to 90 percent of buyers actually use a real estate agent. So that's, you know, it's definitely an important part. Um, uh, and it's, as I said, it hasn't cut out the agent at all. It's, it's helped strengthen that relationship. So, Is there any information available? I know sometimes it's difficult to collate specific Hispanic market information, but do you have any information on those same numbers for the Hispanic market? In other words, what percent of Hispanic buyers and sellers start their search online, and what percent of those use a real estate agent in the process? Great question. Now, you know, we, we look at the, the Hispanic market. Obviously, it's a, it's a very complex market. It's not a one-size-fits-all uh, group. And what we've seen is that there's no exact data, as you mentioned, of how many, you know, home buyers are, are you know, being in a search online or using a real estate professional in the Hispanic market. In fact, if anyone's listening to this that is working on that data, I'd really I'd appreciate that. It's, it's some interesting information. It's not really out there. But we do see a growing trend, and kind of my area of expertise is in providing the you know services to the Hispanic home buyer market that's more Spanish dominant or bilingual, and so in particular in that particular market, uh, one thing that we did see recently there was a study we did a study uh, using Google Insights, which is a tool that reports on search volume, um, you know through Google's Google search engine, and we saw that there was a 455 percent increase for the search phrase casas en venta or homes for sale in Spanish. So as far as, you know, how many of those, those people are using a real estate agent, there's actually an association called the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, which is 
definitely trying to build, uh, you know, a network of real estate professionals that are trusted advisors uh, that tailor their, you know, their specific services to the Hispanic market. And so that's something that, you know, we're, we're seeing uh, more efforts to, you know, for real estate professionals kind of tailoring the service more to that market. Uh, obviously, there's, you know, certain elements in the home buying process uh, that are important language issues, barriers sometimes. And so, uh, you know, as, as more Hispanics are going online, they're looking to connect with those, those professionals that can speak their language or, uh, you know, tailor their services more to, to their needs. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing more of a trend in that direction as more home buyers go online and search in Spanish in particular is what we're seeing. There's so much controversy right now in terms of the real estate market in general in tying in with, of course, the, the glut in properties and the overpriced market in some states as well as in a, in a bigger picture the financial and banking crisis mm-hmm. that we've seen most recently. What impact would you say that this is playing in the market and specifically in the online market? Sure. Well, definitely, you know, there, we're, we're at a tough times right now. Everyone, you know, you pick up the newspaper every morning and it's, you know, it's hard to read sometimes. Um, well, in particular in the Hispanic market, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit for a second about some of the foreclosures, some of the things that have happened in the Hispanic market. Um, Unfortunately, you know, Hispanics have a, a you know, are, are part of the foreclosure market, and, you know, we've seen, I, I just recently, recently read a study by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that talked about, uh, it was actually said one-third to one-half of Hispanics uh, that were in subprime loans actually qualified for prime loans. So it's kind of disheartening because many Hispanics were actually taken advantage of uh, in, in the process. And I kind of look at that and I tie that a lot to uh, misinformation, uh, kind of lack of information, lack of education about the home buying process. And so one of the, the things that the Internet is, you know, that is, is trying to close that information gap by providing more educational resources, more, uh, more guidance in the process to help people understand, you know, their, 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 you know, whether it's what kind of home they're getting into, what kind of, you know, what are the implications of the mortgage that they're getting into? And so, you know, more and more there's this, the Internet serving as an educational resource because, you know, nowadays with the Internet, you know, I, I actually looked at our stats the other day on our site, and we're seeing a, a large trend of people actually going to the Internet and asking questions. Um, you know, an example would be a lot of, we're getting a lot of traffic to our site for cuál es uh, la importancia del crédito, you know, what's the importance of credit. So these types of questions people feel that the Internet's an anonymous place where they can ask these questions and it's not a silly or a, you know, a dumb question. Uh, no one's, you're not going to feel uncomfortable because they're just asking, you know, the Internet and the Internet giving them an answer. Um, it's not always the best answer, but it's definitely a starting point and there's, you know, the Internet provides a lot of unbiased information that can help people kind of navigate the process. So um, it's, you know, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon uh, where people, use it to, to kind of guide them through, you know, their, their process, their home buying process. What is the, if you could walk us through, Brian, for those who have not ventured or maybe who have done a little bit but are not thoroughly familiar, what are the options available to someone who is buying or selling their home 
in, in on, online, what are the benefits that it brings, and why should they go online? Well, you know, it's it's definitely kind of as I mentioned early on in the conversation. It's it's just a world of information, and you know that's been part of the problem uh, is you know that lack of information, and when we see kind of things like blogs and you know other just websites that that give information and access to property. Home buyers want, you know, mainly the main thing they want is they want to look at properties. That's the that's the first thing they want, and they want properties with lots of pictures, uh, detailed descriptions, neighborhood information, school information, uh, all of those things that you know that kind of help you in your home buying decision process. And then the second thing is they want access to information. Um, you know, as I asked, as I mentioned before, people ask, you know, they ask questions to the internet, and you know, one of the things that we're actually working on right now, which is connecting those questions with qualified professionals. So that's, you know, that's a huge, you know, there's, there's a lot of, if you look at the information that's out there on the Internet, and I speak particularly about the, uh, those Spanish-dominant or bilingual consumers, there's a very, there's a huge gap in information. It's disproportionate, uh, the information that's available on the Internet, when compared to the amount of people looking for that information. So it provides a tremendous opportunity for those professionals uh, that understand the internet, whether you know they under you're creating by creating a, a blog about their local market and describing kind of you know what's going on to help consumers understand it. There's a tremendous opportunity to be a resource, and we all want to work with experts, whatever we do, uh, whether it's you know you know especially buying a home, it's a huge decision. So you want to you want to work with someone that really understands the business, uh, understands your needs, and so the internet um, has served as a tool to let those establish those experts, those people that really understand the process and how to explain it uh, to those home buyers. Uh, it really has highlighted them as you know trusted trusted advisors in, in the process. Did that, did that kind of answer your question, or did I did I go off on a ta- slight tangent? It's fine. I was hoping to go a little bit more specific. In other words, let's just walk through perhaps what a home buyer process online might look like. So say, for example, that a colleague or a friend of yours says, hey, Brian, I'm, I, I want to buy a home in Northern California, and I don't know where to start, and you're an expert. What's my first step? What should I do? Well, of course you want to you know, start looking at homes, and well, what, as far as what people should do and what they do do, um, you know, typically people just want to start seeing what, they're, you know, what homes are out there the first thing they should probably do is find out how much they can afford, uh, because there's no sense in, you know, looking at at properties online and getting all excited about a property that, you know, may be out of your price range. Um, so it's that's one of the first things that, you know, consumers should you know should do is understanding what they can afford in terms of you know what they qualify for a mortgage and really what they're uh, based on their monthly income what they're able to afford. So that's kind of the first process, you know, the first step to really helping you understand. And then the, the rest, you know, is, is understanding what you really want and really working with a qualified professional that can listen to you, understand your needs. And, you know, right now people begin their search, as I said, online, 84% of home buyers. So typically they'll just go to Google or one of the major real estate portal sites and start viewing properties. And, you know, there's, there's more social media, the, the, you know, real estate is it's kind of been slow to adapt to some of these things like blogs and, and you know, more question and answer type formats. But that's something that's, you know, is a strong trend to go out there and ask some questions. Uh, you know, there's, 
chances are, you know, when you, you know, for real estate professionals, when someone goes in their office and asks those certain questions uh, that you know they want to know about about a neighborhood or, or you know the buying process, they're also going to the internet and asking those same questions. So that's kind of an overview of you know how people kind of begin their their home buying process, and that's that's basically how it's how it's mandled or, or managed. Excuse me. That that sounds very similar to what you might do offline. What is the advantage of going online at this part of the process where you're identifying how much you can spend and the first step in identifying a realtor? Why go online? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, the typically, you know, say 10 years ago, when you're buying a home, you looked at, you know, 25 properties, you know, 30 properties with, you know, your real estate professional or you went out on Sunday with, you know, the you know, your wife and kids and cruised around and, and went to open houses. One of the things that the Internet's doing is it's reducing that kind of that time span. Um, you know, people are, are doing more due diligence, more research. And the great thing about uh, the Internet is it's reducing the kind of the, the time that's spent in the, in, the, in the research process. You know, with gas prices where they are today, you know, driving around, you know, looking at houses is, you know, it can be kind of expensive even. So the Internet with the technology that's out there and the virtual tours, video is something that we're seeing a big trend, um, you know, people filming the properties to get a really good idea of, you know, what you're looking at. If you see a property or you, you read, you know, in the classifieds, you kind of see the front picture and the front picture looks nice and a little description, it sounds good, and you get out there and it's totally not what you expected, you know, that's going to be kind of a waste of your time. And the Internet really allows you to, kind of pre-qualify a property and say, hey, this, you know, I've, I've narrowed it down to these five properties that I think really uh, meet my needs because there's much more information to kind of base my decision on. Uh, and so it really kind of uh, speeds the process up and makes it more, you know, easier for the consumer. And the great thing for professionals is that when those consumers that historically kind of took a lot more uh, time in the process, they're, they're arriving with more detailed understanding of what they're looking for, so it's, it's kind of a win for, for both sides. What would you say is the number one thing that real estate online has to offer that is not available offline? Well, that's, that's a good question. I'd say there's a few things, if I can choose a few, but I, I think that dialogue is, is part of, well, offline dialogue is, is definitely, you know, that's, that's major, but I would say the detail of information. I mean, it's just it's it's really in terms of you know researching your 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 process, and it's the anonymity anonymity excuse me of the kind of the the process. You can sit at your house, whether it's you know you're out on your deck, and you can really educate yourself and learn, and you know you can do it at your own time, you know wherever, you know any time of the day, whether it's at you know. 1 in the morning or 6 a.m. or, you know, all these, you know, these odd hours where you can really be there and see what's out there, see what's available, and you can, you can do it from the comfort of your own home, which is just, you know, that's, that's really a phenomenon with the Internet is, you know, you're, you're able to, to learn so much, and it's, you know, the information is so accessible. So at least in the general market, in, for the Hispanic market here, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, it depends on which, 
you know, segment you talk about when you talk about the Hispanic market, but for the kind of less acculturated, there, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of resources that are more tailored to that community. So uh, that's one of the things that is definitely uh, in the works right now is more information and more resources that are tailored specifically to that community. But I would say for, for the most part, the accessibility and kind of the ease of, of getting that information and getting kind of detailed, um, you know, info about, about the process and about the different properties that exist. You mentioned the Hispanic market, and that brings me to my next question, so it's a great segue. How, if at all, would you say that the overall Hispanic market is different from the general market when it comes to real estate transactions or the, the real estate buying process online? And um, let, let's start with that. Well, you know, as, as we kind of divide the, you know, the Hispanic market in, you know, a few different uh, kind of segments, whether it's, you know, the more acculturated or less acculturated, uh, Spanish dominant, uh, you know, one of the things is obviously language plays a, a pretty important factor and also understanding of the process. Uh, you know, when we look at, you know, how things are managed, there's more progress in, in you know, Latin America uh, in terms of banking institutions and there's definitely more credit available, but historically that's, you know, there, there's less trust in banks. Uh, you know, there's, that's kind of not as, as common as it is here in the United States, accessing to, you know, the capital, getting a mortgage. So there's, you know, there's an educational aspect, which, you know, there's definitely a gap in information that's, um, you know, in particular in Spanish. If you look at, you know, the, the, the information that's out there in Spanish, it's either sometimes poorly translated, um, you know, just really not addressing the needs of that particular market, and a lot of times people, you know, translation is good, but uh, you have to kind of question whether uh, the same concepts are exactly what's important to this community. And so before you just run off and translate your website, uh, it's important to, you know, to understand what the needs are. Ultimately, you know, people just want information about the home buying process, and they want to see properties. And, they, you know, in, in the case of the kind of the more Spanish-dominant or bilingual, it's important to have some information uh, in both languages. So I would say that, you know, the, the kind of the main differences are in the, you know, for the Hispanic market, there's just a very, very there's a scarcity of information and resources uh, tailored to that community. So I'd, that's probably the largest difference. In terms of the kind of the, the process of it all, it's, it's pretty much it's the same. Um, you know, it's, it's getting access to those listings, those property listings, um, you know, kind of understanding the, the processes, you know, whatever language you, you speak, it's, it's a complex process. And, it, you know, the, the barrier of language only makes it more difficult. So for those that prefer that information in, 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 their, in their native language. So it's definitely a challenge that's posed for the, the U.S. Hispanic community that, you know, is, does prefer that information in Spanish, which is definitely, you know, we've seen there's, there's definitely people that are looking for that information in Spanish. Do you have any information in terms of the Hispanic market, home buyers and sellers in the United States, and their use of the internet and their numbers of home ownership that you might share with us? Sure. In terms of Hispanic home ownership in the United States, you know, there's been you know major gains over the last couple of years. First off, one one number I want to throw out there, which is pretty significant, is according to Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. 40% of first-time home buyers are expected to be Hispanic, Hispanic in the next 20 years. Um, it's a younger 
group, you know, average age around 28 years old, so they're entering their prime home buying years. And so that's, you know, it's definitely something, uh, you know, that's that's has a bright future. Now, in terms of home ownership, Hispanics actually went up in the first quarter this year from 48.9% uh, in, in the first quarter to 49.6% in the second quarter. So it's actually only a half percent off its historic high, which was achieved over a year ago. Uh, the increase in the rate of Hispanic homeownership from the first quarter also probably reflects the number of foreclosed homes that were bought by Latinos. And many Latinos are also going to foreclosure like the rest of the country, but fortunately there is that vibrant home buying community that's, you know, that's, that's out there looking to, you know, to, to find their first home or, you know, to get into a home. So in terms of the Hispanic market and, you know, the, the Hispanic market going online, you know, we know that there's, you know, approximately 18 million Hispanics that use the Internet uh, here in the United States. Uh, there's, there's no numbers exactly about, you know, how many of those buyers actually start their search online. But as I mentioned earlier from the research uh, out there uh, available from Google, there's, you know, a huge gro growth, you know, almost 100% month-over-month growth. And I can attest to from, you know, our project, VigoReal.us, that we're seeing a fast-growing uh, online buyer, you know, in the Hispanic market that's consulting the Internet, researching the Internet. It's no surprise that kind of the primary markets are, you know, Miami, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, Phoenix, you know, the, the kind of the largest Hispanic communities. I guess it's no surprise, but we're seeing a lot of interest kind of stemming from, from those particular uh, areas within the United States. So I don't have exact data for you about how many people, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, there's month-over-month, um, you know, increases and year-over-year -year increases that are pretty, uh, pretty impressive. We hear, of course, about the, the challenges with the real estate market today and how many people have gone into bankruptcy and lost their homes or lost investment homes. And, of course, because we know that the Hispanic market has been booming, I wonder... Is a higher percentage of the Hispanic market affected by this trend or by the, the conditions in the market today than the general market? Do you have any data on that that you might share? I can tell you from personal experience and my involvement with the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. It's a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C. Uh, that promotes you know, Hispanic homeownership and empowering those real estate professionals that are serving the market. And... I can tell you that there's definitely, you know, as I mentioned, there's, you know, a large number of um, Hispanics that were given those, those subprime mortgages when they actually qualified for prime mortgages. So there's been an unfortunate kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of people have been taken advantage of in the Hispanic community, and I think a lot of it goes back to the educational aspects and the information and really teaching of, you know, what you, you know, if you've, if you've got... $3,000 or $4,000 in income, you know, you, you can't buy a $700,000 investment property. It's, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it sounds obvious, but, you know, unfortunately there's, you know, that there's been people that have persuaded and, and, you know, tricked people really into getting into these. And obviously the consumer needs to take some responsibility, but uh, ultimately there's, you know, been a lot of uh, kind of malpractice and, and people that have been taken advantage of due to, and it, we've seen even more, I don't have an exact number of how many, um, you know, 
kind of less acculturated Hispanics, but there's a clear trend that those that, you know, didn't speak English as their first language were kind of preyed upon more um, because, well, there was, there was just an easier target for, for those kind of predatory uh, practitioners out there. So that's, you know, that's definitely been um, kind of an unfortunate happening in the Hispanic homebuyer market. And I know that the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals is working hard to kind of, they're coming out with the Code of Trust, which is a uh, kind of a standard of ethical practices that they're rolling out at their national convention in uh, Phoenix, which I'll be attending. And uh, so there's definitely been some, uh, uh, you know, some ch changes in the industry and recognizing that it's important that that we build a community of practitioners that understand that doing the right thing not only makes business sense, but is the right thing to do in general. So that's uh, there's some strong efforts to to kind of combat some of those problems that we've seen in the last years as, you know, people got into mortgages they shouldn't have. And if I understand correctly what you're saying, some people were misguided or didn't have access to the correct information or someone took advantage of them in that process and perhaps now they see themselves in an uncomfortable or unfortunate situation. Yeah. What would you say, and we're talking about the U.S. Hispanic market specifically right now, sure. what, what would you say are some of the measures that those individuals and their relatives can take to, for the future, obviously whatever has gone on thus far is not something that we're able to address here, but what in, as we move forward, what can these individuals who are Spanish dominant, and, and we know that that's a relatively small part of the market in the states, representing maybe about 20% of the overall Hispanic market, but what can these individuals and their relatives do so that in the future they are better prepared and better equipped and can protect themselves against unscrupulous vendors? Sure. Well, definitely, uh, you know, there's uh, right now, and in, in speaking of what people can do right now also, it's important to kind of guide. There's a lot of free home clinics uh, that are out there that are bilingual, uh, that are kind of giving uh, foreclosure prevention advice and kind of just, you know, advice in, in if, you're, if you're in a, a tough situation. So that's something that, you know, is available right now. But ultimately, the kind of the, you know, connecting with a trusted professional is obviously a key component to making a good decision because someone that has your best interest in mind is, you know, is obviously not going to push you into something that you maybe can't afford or that's going to be detrimental to the, to, you know, your, your, your future. So that's, you know, a key component. And one of the things that, you know, I, I'd kind of call upon the real estate industry also to um, leverage the Internet to use it as an educational device. If you look at the collective knowledge of, you know, the community that serves the Hispanic market, there's, there's so much collective knowledge and there are so many people that are doing the right thing. Uh, if they can pool their, their knowledge and their experience and, you know, get that information out there available to people, um, that's one of the great things about the Internet is it's a medium that just reaches, you know, many people and, and more and more people are using it to, you know, to do their research. Uh, you know, those professionals, it can supplement uh, the, the information that's out there and, you know, help close that information gap. The Internet's obviously not the only solution, but it's, it's something that I really believe in, and it's, it's a, a place that's, you know, growing of more importance, and it's, it helps people understand wh what they need to do and, and where they need to go and what, you know, help them make their decisions. So 
um, you know, I kind of call upon the real estate professionals to close that information gap that's, that's out there and help educate uh, this growing community. Brian, what would you say are some of the marketing practices, some of the strategies that have been effective in reaching the Hispanic market online or drawing Hispanics who have an interest in real estate online? You know, there's there's been a very you know it's it's kind of a new concept. So you know the the as far as the you know a track record in people doing it, there's there's not a lot of people that have kind of entered this realm because it's it's you know it's kind of in an emerging stage and you know just there, as I said, there's no reports, not many reports that have been done or studies that have been done. Uh, so currently, you know, not a lot of real estate professionals are you know, using it as a, as a marketing strategy to reach, you know, reach the Hispanic market. But, uh, you know, as more and more data comes, you know, is made available as far as the amount of Hispanic internet users on the internet and, you know, kind of as that becomes more to the kind of the, the front lines and people learn about it, um, you know, obviously having information available, your website in Spanish is, is a good idea, uh, bilingual websites. Um, you know, we actually launched a project called VivaReal.us, which allows real estate professionals to go in, create their own profile page uh, within the directory of the site, and also create their own blog so they can write about their local market. It's free for them to do that, and they can establish themselves as experts uh, in their local community, uh, giving good resources, answering questions uh, that come about every day, and uh, really being you know, a, a, a community tool and a resource for those those people that are looking online. So, I would say leveraging social media, blogs, um, you know, and your website to to really so a multi pronged marketing approach online to reach this kind of growing Hispanic home buyer that's consulting the internet um, for their their next real estate purchase. What would you say are the things to look for? What are the signs of quality? professionals, quality information, and what things should surfers be aware of, whether they're looking to make a, a transaction or whether they're looking in a business-to-business -business environment. What are the types of indicators that tell them this is a reliable website or blog or source of information and this is something to be aware of and there's a red flag here? Yeah, I'll start with the red flag because that's the most important one for me. Um, when you, whenever you read something like, it's free, easy, and, you know, you can do it in two seconds, it's not. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things that if it's too good to be, you know, that sounds too good to be true, it probably, you know, isn't true. So uh, that's kind of the first flag, the red flag for, you know, any consumer that when everything sounds so easy and, you know, and it's free and it, you know, it's, that's definitely you want to kind of take a double take there and, and you know look for information look for those professionals that uh, are really telling you know straight talk telling you how it is uh, not painting this pretty picture kind of the days of you know traditionally in real estate you see kind of the big billboards that say I'm the number one real estate professional north of the Golden Gate Bridge you know that whole kind of mantra and you know kind of presentation of advertising in real estate you know, is 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 changing uh, with the internet as people actually have the opportunity to prove that they're the the most knowledgeable professional in their market. And you know, whether it's 
you know, writing about your local community, your area. You know, if, if I'm a buyer from outside the area, I want to know that you know a lot about this community and that, you know, real estate is local and it requires a local expert. So it's not enough to just say that, you know, you can get a prestamo conmigo sin enganche. It's taking the time with this customer and teaching them what they, you know, they need to know in order to, to get the right loan for them. And, you know, those, those professionals that are, are really uh, dedicating the time to educate uh, are those that will be most successful and not the fast talk, you know, kind of typical, I guess, stereotypical salesperson. Uh, it's, it's more of a, a consulting and educational uh, process. So those, those advertising materials that reflect that, um, I think that, you know, the, those are the most trusted advisors. And, of course, the NARA professionals, those, those professionals that are, are certified, uh, NARA Code of Trust certified, which is, you know, the program that NARA is rolling out this year. Uh, those are, you know, I'd recommend those professionals. Now, there's an interesting uh, also uh, franchise model that's just recently come out. Uh, Casa Latino is a national real estate franchise tailored to the Hispanic market. And I think that they're, you know, they've done some, some great things um, in kind of they're, they're expanding nationally and uh, they're, they're definitely uh, growing as a company and, from what I understand, providing a good service. So uh, that's, you know, definitely another uh, thing to look out for, too. I don't actually work for Casa Latino. I just, you know, it's just the first national franchise that I've seen that's tailored to that market. So, just to um, remind our listeners, NARA is the nonprofit that you were talking about earlier. Yes. And that's the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. It's n a h r e p dot org, and you know they're they're uh, they're a nonprofit based in Washington D.C. with about fifteen thousand members. And they're, uh, you know, they're they're helping Hispanic professionals. They're empowering Hispanic professionals to serve uh, the local Latino market. So that's uh, it's an organization I serve on the board, and it's you know it's it's a nonprofit. And if I understand correctly, what you're suggesting is that look for someone who is part of the organization or has been given the green light by the organization in some form. Exactly. Into- they're they're currently rolling out their code of trust, which is. It's a certification program that certifies the ethical standard of practice um, by professionals. It's kind of like the gold seal of approval from the organization, you know, whether it's kind of like the Better Business Bureau, um, you know, where they're, they're basically, you know, you take an intense course, you become certified, and, you know, if, if you do something to kind of break that code and you're not serving the community in a, in a way that's, you know, up to the ethical standards, of the organization, then you know you'll you'll be uh, kind of highlighted as that, and you, you won't be a practitioner that they obviously support. So uh, our project VivaRail.us is integrating the the entire member base, and as soon as they roll out the certification process on our website, we'll be highlighting those professionals that are certified, because ultimately we want to connect those home buyers with those professionals uh, that are doing the right thing and providing a quality service. Is there such a thing as, as I hear you talk about NAROP and this, uh, this certification program, one of the things that comes to my mind, especially when you're talking about very large transactions that for some people are the first of their kind, as you were saying earlier about the, the 40% of first-time buyers that are expected to be Hispanic in the coming years. So this is a pretty big deal for these families. 
And one of the things that comes to my mind is on some websites, say, for example, um, I think it's eBay that does it, you give a rating to the seller once you complete yeah. the transaction. Is there some sort of a place where you can go and find out what kind of a reputation or what kind of an experience you might get either from a real estate company, one of the big players, or from an individual salesperson? What else can you do as a home buyer or as a home seller to make sure that you are protected and that you're in good hands? You know, unfortunately, you know, the, the, the transactions that happen on eBay are, are usually, you know, you sell your, you know, your old lamp that you had in your garage or something. So the, the transactions are obviously a lot mi- more minor than, you know, a real estate transaction. So up to date, you know, I know that there's a few projects uh, that are working on, you know, things like that. I think homethinking.com is a project that's trying to create a, a, a rating system for real estate professionals. Uh, it's a very complex undertaking. Um, but currently, there's not uh, anything that's kind of recognized nationally as a, a resource for that. Uh, that's one of the things that um, you know I'm proposing to Narat more is that we work on a way to at least uh, be able to highlight those professionals that you know are, are practicing and they're not doing the right thing, and really kind of highlight those those professionals and kind of put them out there for, for, you know, the community, at least inside the NARA community, and say, hey, these people aren't doing the right thing, and they need, you know, you shouldn't be working with this, this professional because you know, they're, not, they're not really looking out for the consumer. So, you know, but as of now, there actually isn't anything like that um, really in the general market or in the Hispanic market. But, I, I, you know, I think that you're definitely onto something there, and it's been discussed, and I think it's, you know, eventually – uh, it definitely could have been something that was used in the last five or six years to avoid part of this, you know, this problem that we're we're faced with right now. Uh, but unfortunately, there's nothing that really exists on a national level that's, you know, well recognized by consumers right now. Brian, if I understand correctly, one of the areas that you're focused on in Vivarel is reaching out to Spanish dominant and bilingual Hispanics in the United States who have an interest in making their purchases or starting their real estate purchasing and selling process online. That's correct. There has been a lot of talk about the unbanked and the undocumented in the past, and this specifically relates, of course, often to the Spanish-dominant Hispanics. And you were talking earlier about the scarcity of information that's available in Spanish. What would you say are the challenges in reaching out to these audiences who are sometimes unbanked, who may have questionable immigration status, and who nonetheless are embarking on this very challenging path? What are the challenges that you're facing, and how can you overcome them? You're asking about the challenges of these of the unbanked community in the United, the Hispanic unbanked community in the United States, and how they can how they can overcome those those challenges by accessing information online. Well, the challenges that you in your company are dealing with in trying to reach out market effectively to these communities who have historically been wary of the internet and banks and structured. Uh, business, if you will, 
these are some of the folks that you're trying to reach, if I understand correctly, these Spanish-dominant sure, folks. Part of, the, part of the segment that we reach out to, yes. So what have been those challenges for you specifically, and how have you been able to overcome them, or do you think that you will be able to overcome them? Well, you know, we're not actually, you know, we don't actually give loans out. We just assist those professionals in connecting. So we're more of a marketplace. Uh, so, you know, my challenge is, is getting, you know, the right information out to people uh, and connecting them with those professionals that can guide them in the process. So, um, you know, that's as far as, you know, me specifically or our company, you know, the Viva Route project, uh, you know, kind of the challenges there. I guess part of the challenge has been, aggregating some of the properties uh, and having that information in Spanish. You know, currently we have several hundred thousand real estate listings, um, you know, whether it's buying or also renting, because remember that 50% of, of also the Hispanic market, um, you know, doesn't own a home, so they're obviously looking to rent something. So uh, that's part of our market as well, uh, those renters here in the United States. So I guess some of the challenges is, um, you know, getting that, you know, creating this platform that, enables those professionals to, um, you know, to connect with the, the consumer, the consumer they, you know, that they can serve, that they can help in their local market, and, you know, continuing to gain traction in getting the word out there that there's a place where Spanish speakers or, you know, bilingual consumers are going to kind of get information about whether it's, you know, buying a home or renting a home, uh, you know, mortgages, all those types of things and getting that information out to the consumer and connecting them with those professionals that specialize in assisting those, you know, those, those, those types of buyers or renters, um, you know, looking for, whether they're looking for a home or, or a rental property. So, uh, you know, and, and we, you know, we kind of facilitate the communication there, and uh, one of the things that we've done, you know, with, with our blogs and what we're rolling out with the question and answer system is allowing people to kind of engage each other uh, and ask those questions, and you know, here's here's my situation. Can I can I get into a mortgage? Can I get can I buy a home? If you know this is my status, we constantly get questions on a daily basis. Um, you know, people asking, you know, can I buy a home if I'm if I'm not a U.S. resident, uh, or you know, here's here's my circumstance, or I'm in this this mortgage right now, and I'm you know behind on my payments. What should I do? So I guess our biggest challenge is um, kind of aggregating this community, getting this, you know, getting this community together that can provide those resources, those answers to those questions, and um, connecting the two. So that's, I guess that would be our biggest challenge. And our partnership with the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals is help, helping to facilitate that since they have a, a large database. You know, we have the consumer. Uh, you know, they have the professionals. So it's kind of a, a great match because we're able to put the two together and hopefully – you know, there's more resources available to to those uh, those those consumers that are that are looking to either buy or rent a home, and and they can you know engage in the process with a professional that can can serve them in their in their local market. That, that that brings an interesting point together. You said that you have the consumers and they have the professionals. If we look at the other side of the equation, what argument are you able to make to these professionals and to the other segments of the market that may be secondary markets for you 
to, to come and visit your website and to consider this part of the market desirable because so many, think, so many people think that the Hispanic market in general is uh, not a wealthy market and uneducated and perhaps they're hesitant to reach out. What sorts of arguments are you able to make from a marketing perspective and, and how is that working out for you? Well, it's going great so far. We're, you know, we're we're growing, uh, you know, in, in terms of traffic. We're, you know, we're rolling out some of the new features, and we're we're having our official launch next week. And it's been what really well received uh, since we launched earlier this year. Uh, in terms of, you know, the kind of the, you know, the argument as far as why I should reach out to this market, um, you know, it's a young market. It's growing. Um, you know, it's it's something that, uh, you know, overall, uh, when compared to I guess the general market. You know, and, and per capita, it obviously, ha- you know, there's less purchasing power and less kind of ability to, to buy homes. But uh, it's definitely, you know, there's a, a quote from Wayne Gretzky, which is, you know, don't skate to where the puck is, skate to where the puck is going. So uh, I really like kind of that thinking. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, you know, a, a tremendous increase of people not only here in the United States, but as the, the kind of the exchange rate, uh, you know, the dollar and euro, we're seeing a huge surge in traffic coming from Spain, investors from Mexico, Venezuela, uh, you know, Colombia, Argentina. So there's definitely, you know, some of these buyers that, you know, come, come with cash to, you know, to, to Florida and they see kind of a more depressed market. Uh, there's a, a tremendous opportunity to reach out to those transnational buyers. Um, so that's kind of another market that's an interesting market for, for those real estate professionals looking to, to reach out to the kind of Latin American market. But, uh, you know, we're seeing a growing, uh, you know, need and a, and a growing uh, need to serve this community here in the United States, and it's definitely uh, growing in size and purchasing power. And so it's, it's definitely been a place, you know, our project to help those, those real estate professionals connect uh, with, you know, those buyers that can, can uh, you know, are looking to get into a home now or in the in the coming years, and cultivating those relationships um, to you know to help you know to help establish those relationships. So uh, there's definitely a, a tremendous opportunity, and we're we're really excited about kind of where things are right now and where things are going. What now that you talk about where things are going, what do you see as the most important or most likely trends in the coming year with the situation the way that it is? And you exploring this this booming, this growing segment of the market. What kinds of expectations do you have? Well, there's, there definitely needs to be access to funds. Um, you know, not not these you know these these loans that you know you don't have to have any income and all you have to do is have a pulse. Um, obviously, you know we we can't have those types of loans um, you know that we've seen. But definitely access to you know funds. Uh, you know, I know that there's been different studies that have been out there. I don't have uh, – I can send it to you, the one that the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals did a little while ago, several years ago, about um, the kind of undocumented you know, immigrants and, and the, you know, their, the ability to, you know, to buy, uh, buy homes. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's got to be access to funds. That's a key element of, you know, helping this community thrive. And so I think that, you know, that's probably the most – important element of, you know, helping, helping you know, that housing uh, penetration 
uh, grow in, in the Hispanic community, uh, community here and moving forward. So let me see if I understand correctly. You think that there will be an increase in funds, or are you saying that is something that is necessary but may or may Something that's, that's necessary. Um, you know, it's, as far as the, you know, the accessibility to funds uh, in, in the future, you know, we can't shut off the, the accessibility to funds. There needs to be you know, programs that allow you know, minorities, you know, that are tailored to minorities and those undocumented immigrants here in the United States. Uh, there should be more accessibility to those funds uh, you know, for, for those people here in the United States. Now, given the political climate and the anti-immigration trends that we have seen of late, the number of anti-immigrant group, hate groups that is springing up all over the country, do you think that is likely to happen in the next year? No, I don't think it's gonna, a, a short-term thing. It's, it's an uphill battle, but, um, you know, there's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. So it's something that, you know, kind of uh, long-term needs to be, you know, worked, worked through. And, you know, we need to unify and unite as a, as a country, uh, people, you know, from all backgrounds here. And so, you know, hopefully we can work together and, and kind of, you know, have a, a strong unifier in, in the coming years. We're, we're definitely kind of a split country right now, so we'll see what happens in, you know, in the coming years. But it's definitely going to be a challenge. Brian, for our listeners who are themselves interested in better understanding and reaching out to the audiences that you're so familiar with, the Spanish-dominant and bilingual Hispanics in the United States, what three tips would you suggest, would you share with them that they might take back and implement in their own businesses and projects? Well, I'd say, first off, you definitely don't overlook that, that market segment. Um, you know, it's something that it's, you know, it's, it's there, um, you know, on the Internet. It's, it's a growing market, and it's only, it's only growing, you know, more. And it's as the prices of, you know, computers come down, Internet penetration continues to increase. It's definitely an important segment to, to keep in mind. And really, you know, providing resources and information and, you know, and, and dedicating those, you know, that some of your, your budgets are to reaching out and tailoring your, your offerings uh, to that community because it's definitely an important community here in the United States. Uh, in terms of real estate, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's education. Education, you know, providing that kind of, you know, that overview and, and really reaching out to that community and giving information that they're looking for, um, you know, whether it's in, in either English or Spanish. But uh, I would also leverage the technology uh, that's out there in terms of blogs and social media. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, when you know people come to your office and they're asking these types of questions, uh, chances are they're going on the internet and looking for that same information. So I would uh, really leverage uh, social media as a tool to, uh, to help bridge that information gap. So those are two for you. I can't think of a third one right now, but there's definitely um, you know those are two important things to keep in mind here and, and moving forward. So to summarize, the, your two suggestions are to make sure that they do include that market segment, the Spanish-dominant and bilingual Hispanics, and to take advantage of social media in their efforts to market to them? I would definitely highlight social media and you know, all of the, the, the tools that the Internet offers to reach out to that, reach out to that community. Um, yeah, you, you said it perfectly. Those are, those are two I'd say two things that 
people are, are, are not really leveraging right now, and judging by the trends, uh, they're strong components of a successful campaign. Thank you, Brian, for joining us today from Sebastopol, California. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great. Thank you for having me. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Brian Reckworth, who is Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Bilingual Marketing Group, who discussed the Hispanic home buyer market online, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. That's editor at hispanicmpr.com. Expand your reach. Improve your bottom line by reaching America's largest minority effectively with information from the experts. Listen to presentations from national experts in downloadable audio presentations and extended interviews about Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President of Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director at CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Malgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best in Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, who is President and Doreen Allen, who is Managing Partner of Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez-Weinbrenner, who is a Senior Consultant with Cheskin. To learn more about these and other presentations, visit our Resources section at hispanicmpr.com slash resources slash hmpr hyphen products.